Stocks are up, bonds are up, cash is up. So what's the investment strategy right now? This is The Markets. Hi, I'm Sam Grobart. Today I'm joined by Ashish Shah, Chief Investment Officer of Public Investing within Goldman Sachs Asset Management. Ashish, thanks so much for joining us again. Awesome to be here. Ashish, we're in a situation right now where the S&P is trading near the high of the year. Cash is earning historic highs and bonds have been more attractive than pretty much since the 1980s. How do you prioritize the mix when everything effectively is up? Sam, one of the things I have to tell you is that we think in 2024, 6040 is going to be back. A lot of clients are still sitting in cash, and that's been a fantastic trade. Low volatility, they just earn interest every day. And we think while equities definitely still have opportunities for growth, and we expect them to grow in the better outcomes, balancing those portfolios with bonds is going to open up the opportunity to cover the downside if economic growth decelerates or disappoints. And there is the Nirvana case, which I think the market is starting to price, but has a long way to go of we actually get a deflationary boom where inflation comes down. There's still enough growth in the economy to keep us from going into a recession where you can make money in stocks and bonds. But I think the risk return looks a lot better at bonds at these levels than it does in stocks. Having a little bit of both is going to be really good for your portfolio. So I want to focus on bonds for a second. Interesting data point that crossed my desk. Three years ago, the S&P 500 dividend yield was 1% higher than the 10-year treasury yield. Two years ago, they were even. Now the 10-year treasury yield is 3% above the dividend yield. What's going on? The Fed's been very deliberate in trying to slow the economy down through its rate hikes. And what we've been watching is the impact of those rate hikes do their work on inflation. So the last several months, we've seen inflation continue to tick down. The employment market is opening up in terms of capacity, which creates the capacity for growth. And so when it comes to the bond market, those rate hikes have left us with real rates that are north of 2% out the curve. And, and that's just very high relative to the underlying growth potential of, of the U.S. It definitely is reflective of a tightening mode. And I think that represents material opportunities. Now, just recently, in the course of the last week, we've been hearing from Fed officials that they may be done and in, in fact may be open to cuts in as early as the first half of the next year. And so I, I think that we've some, seen some rally on the back of that, um, definitely seen steepening, which we think is one of the easier trades or, or more obvious trades to do here, given what's happening in the economy and bond market. And we would expect on the back of that to be good opportunities from a total return perspective in bonds. So let's pivot back for a moment to stocks, having just talked about bonds for a moment here. Volatility is at an annual low. Is that just, hey, it's the end of the year and we think that the Fed is done working or is there something else behind all of that? I do think the Fed being done or a lot closer to done is driving part of that. And the way it drives it is it's a lot easier to create a balanced portfolio with a mix of stocks and bonds. And so anytime there's a dip in the stock market, there's now natural buying from rebalancing because of that negative correlation between stocks and bonds. I also think that you know, more and more the market kind of buys into the soft landing. And in fact, actually, we see a deceleration of growth happening that we're seeing winners and losers inside the stock market. So um, rather than just selling everything as you slow but have positive growth, 
that investors actually buy and sell different stocks. And we see that in, in the volatility between the index price, which is really plummeted, and the realized volatility, which is even lower, versus a single stock volatility that still remains relatively high compared to that overall index. And it just tells you that stocks are diversifying themselves. And it also creates a really interesting opportunity set for our active management. We just came off of, obviously, the Thanksgiving holiday, and with that, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the holiday shopping season is upon us. What are you seeing out of those big shopping days already, or what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year in regards to the retail segment? Yeah, so I, I think one of the questions that we've all been asking is, how healthy is the consumer? And we've seen some positive signs from the last couple of days. So the first thing is that consumer spending is definitely up year over year and probably surprised to the upside, which has been a positive thing for the, the consumer discretionary sector at large. But inside of that, there's some signs of uh, weakening where a lot more of the spending has been as a function of buy now, pay later borrowing. So you're starting to see going back to this kind of living on the edge, having to borrow to do their Christmas spending. And you know, that's a sign that you're going to see much more greater level of price sensitivity than you maybe saw a year or two ago. It's a positive news on inflation side, maybe a more challenging piece of news on the margin side. The other major trend that we've been seeing, it's been a long-term trend, but it's definitely showing through in the numbers as we've heard the reporting is that we see a continued trend towards online shopping. So in the store shopping, and for anyone that's gone out shopping on the Friday, Black Friday wasn't particularly busy. You saw spending that was up one to 2% depending on the measures that you're taking in the store. But then Cyber Monday really poured it on. So online shopping, that trend uh, was high single digits, double digits, depending again on the venue you're looking at. And so that continued shift to, off, to online shopping from in-person happens. Interestingly, when we see consumer discretionary spending overall, the shift towards experiences and away from goods also continues to happen. People are very happy to do things in person. They just don't want to shop in person. Interesting. Very interesting, particularly for the brick and mortar sector of that industry, obviously. The investment world lost a titan this week with the death of Charlie Munger at Berkshire Hathaway. Ashish, what about his investing philosophy really stood out to you? Charlie had been so influential to an entire generation of investors, including myself. We all grew up reading his quotes. I, I think anything he said, I, I was very happy to lap up as a, a young investor. And I think one of the attributes of really talented investors is that they seek to take the best from different investors from a style perspective. And Charlie was, he was an absolute gem of it individual, but I think he's going to influence and continue to influence it generation after generation of investors because the investment philosophy was very intuitive and something that was accessible to a wide range of individuals. That's really lovely. Thanks. Last question as ever, what's on your radar for next week? Sure. So I, I'm really looking forward to setting up my Christmas tree, getting the stockings out. And why do I mention that? It's about to be December. And the seasonals, when it comes to markets between December and kind of end of March, end of April, depending on the market, 
are pretty darn strong, there's something worth paying attention to. And while I think a lot in the market are paying attention to employment and growth data, that if you don't pay attention to the fact that December is coming, January is coming, new capital is going to get deployed into the market, where is it likely to go? You're missing out on kind of some of the best return opportunities. And that's something you can predict, right? You can predict that December 1st is coming around and that January 1st is going to be right around the corner. So my, my strong urging to all investors out there is it's a great time for risk assets, including corporate credit. It tends to be less good seasonal time for duration, but given our secular views and just the valuations there, I would use backups as an opportunity to load up so they have regrets into the summer when duration actually ends up being in supply deficit. Ashish, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. That does it for another episode of The Markets. Be sure to find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your streaming audio. I'm Sam Grobart. Thanks so much for listening. The opinions and views expressed in this program are not necessarily the opinions of Goldman Sachs or its affiliates. This program should not be copied or published without the express written consent of Goldman Sachs. Each brand mentioned in this program is the property of the company to which it relates and is not used to imply any ownership or license rights. Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, investment, accounting, or tax advice through this program. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any information contained in this program. Theme music was composed by Soundboard.